Hello, and welcome to Babe Cave. I am Amanda Pollock, and this is the Marla episode. <laughs> so Marla is a singer, songwriter, artist, all around <laughs> lovely. <laughs> I was trying to come up with something. <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, Marla, I'm so glad that we got to do this. Oh, me too. I'm the number one fan of Babe Cave. <laughs> number Hello. one. Hello. <laughs> and welcome to Babe Cave. I can't do it. <laughs> My brother says that too when I'm like, have you been listening to an episode? And he's like, hello and welcome to Babe Cave. You're all just dope ladies and... <laughs> Dub. But I know but I know that you do listen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. <laughs> That's the highlight of my Tuesday. Well, um, yeah. Also, everybody should know that you were like my first like person, like in person yes. interview, because everybody else Let's talk about the setting. <laughs> <laughs> so um we're very official here. Um in the Babe Cave Studios, we are in my walk-in closet. Um, this is like a real cave. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just some undergarments yes. hanging, you know. Um, there's some artwork, some cool shoes. It's I'm like very distracted, though. It's it's clean, though. It's actually very clean. Yes. It's clean. It's very clean. I actually feel very comfortable in here. Good. <laughs> I would sleep in this closet. <laughs> Mission accomplished. I know. See? I mean, the cave does exist. (laughs) It does. (laughs) For so long, I was like, I have to find a place, like, for the cave for people to come. This is it. it. I didn't Mm -hmm. have to do. (laughs) Now, the problem with in-person interviews (laughs) is that we'll laugh. (laughs) Yeah, but also, only certain people can come into the cave because of... Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. But, um... But anyway. VIP. VIP. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, first of all, everybody, um, if you're still listening after our little rant about my closet. Uh, so, Marla, I feel like how we met is, like, so fun. Um, it is. It's probably one of my favorite stories yeah. of, like, how I met somebody. <laughs> I'm so sorry to uh, Amanda's mom right now because she's about to get really ratted out here. But um, hi, by the way. <laughs> um, so we met. This was last June, May. May it was May. Okay, last May um, in Positano, we were both on family vacations, and we're staying at the same hotel. So. Uh, my family, we all just got into Positano. We were disheveled and went to the roof to sit by the pool. And um, it, there, I don't know, there were like 10 of us up there. Beautiful, beautiful view. And so I don't even remember this transitional piece, but somehow I ended up talking to your mom yeah. and my parents were talking to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that you guys didn't want to talk to us. Not true. Well, also, <laughs> is that the end? Is that the end of the day mm. or whatever? It was and, late. Yeah, but your mom sat like right next to me. Yeah, and she I was just like, said, "You oh, okay?" And because it, it was not a convenient spot to mm-hmm. get to, I mm-hmm. was like one of the last lounge chairs, like on the opposite side of the pool. And this is for people who don't know. We were in Italy. Um, 
you know, just, <laughs> just, just in Italy. Um, but your dad was so funny. He like, ordered he, a margarita. He ordered a margarita in Italy. in Italy. And your mom was like, you're not supposed to do that. And he's like, well, then where do I have it? And it was just because we had been up there the whole day and people, as you do at a pool sometimes, you know, people were talking and mm-hmm. stuff. But nobody was as much fun as you guys. <laughs> yeah, we come in like tornadoes <laughs> everywhere we go. <laughs> just the four of us. Oh, man. But it's awesome. Yeah. So then simultaneously, basically, you mentioned to my mom that you live in Nashville. And your mom mentioned to me that you live in Nashville. And we're like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) So does Myla. So does Mina. You know, whatever. But the funny part is that both of us, we were like, okay. Like, cool. Yeah, like, cool. Like, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) We're on a rooftop, like, like thousands of miles away from Nashville. But it's, like, so not cool. (laughs) For whatever reason. Like, because we've talked about this after. And we both are like, I don't feel like it's that crazy. Not anymore. I feel like it happens so frequently, and the yeah. world just gets so much smaller as you get older. And um, I don't know. I think at that point, I was like, wow, you know, like, this is just the norm now. Everyone's in Nashville. <laughs> Everyone's in Nashville. And, like, I feel that, well, because when I was in Italy, like, a, a girl that I who I went to college mm-hmm. with, like her and her wife, were going yeah. through, and like we met up with them, and mm-hmm. actually, and my really close friends from Nashville were in Positano at the same time as well, and I was about to go meet up with them. So yeah, you know, yeah, it's like oh, gosh, <laughs> another day in the life, you know, <laughs> just like oh, oh boy, <laughs> but. <laughs> As you mentioned, um, sorry, mom. <laughs> so we had been up there the whole day, and we'd been, we had had like some bubbly and whatever. We, as in my mom and I, love you, mom. And <laughs> we were getting ready to leave or something, like both of our family we were getting ready. Yeah. And your dad was like, oh, let me get a picture of you two, my mom and I. <laughs> and so I kind of, my mom is like standing right next to me in the lounge chair and I try and get up and like, I, I barely touched her. I want everyone to know I barely touched her. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, you did. I really barely, I was. Yeah. Yeah. And she fell backwards <laughs> over the side table and the roof, like the side of the roof. Is so oh, yeah. low. So low. It wasn't like a huge barrier or anything. No. No. I Anyone thought could she, topple over. I thought she died. Like for a minute. <laughs> she went over. She went over. And I was like, oh no. But then she, glasses crashed and whatever. And every- She did not fall off the roof, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we just made it seem that way. She's okay. No, she's, she's okay. okay. <laughs> um... But, but yeah, and then it was just a big commotion and everybody, like, the guys at the bar looked really upset, like, oh, crap, I have to clean up all that stuff. (laughs) And then um, it was really funny because before that, both of our moms were like, oh, you guys should. And we were like, yeah, okay, I don't, it feels like our mom, like, because our moms were super excited. And we had only talked, like, a minute. And then I was like, this is 
weird asking for your phone number. <laughs> like, it, that is a weird thing as, like, yeah, it is. an adult mm-hmm. when you're, like, I'm not trying to be weird, but, like, could we? <laughs> In the market for some friends, you know? Like, oh, I don't know. Should we? But when my mom fell, I was like, I do not have a new friend. Marla is probably like, mm-mm. No. Getting away from you crazies. Yeah. No, I was entertained. I'm like, I like them. <laughs> So, yeah. That was it. And then the next day, I think one of us, I text you, you text me, boom. And then you got back to Nashville the next day or whenever. Mm-hmm. And then I got back about a week or so later. And, and here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> In a closet. <laughs> In a closet. <laughs> In a closet. A very clean one. Um. Yeah. So I just, I think it's so much fun. And it's. Uh, it's probably been, it's been really great this last year being in Nashville because one, I feel like it's home. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, and that's super official now because I finally got my driver's license. Oh yeah, yeah. right, right. And I'm the very upset shot. about my picture because <laughs> <laughs> I really zoomed in. I, he really zoomed in. There's a lot of headroom above my head, and <laughs> I'm I was real mad. I've sent this picture to a few people, and Marla was definitely one of them. And I was like, look at. I'm so angry. And because I had to give up my California driver's license where I was hella tan. And then you were were like, how are you so tan? I was like, because I like lived outside. Yes. You were real tan in that picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. And I'm real, I'm real not tan right now. So the comparison. Yeah. (laughs) Summer's coming though. At least hopefully I won't have skin cancer. Wait, exactly. Exactly. This is healthier. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so you have been in Nashville mm-hmm. for how long now? Um, a little bit more than seven and a half years, right? Yes. I moved here um, in Jan- August of 2010. I went to Belmont University. Um, so I moved here when I was 17 from Connecticut. And um, yeah, been here ever since. Graduated in 2013. So I've been like a true Nashvillian now, longer than I was a student in Nashville, which is kind of weird to think about. Um, Belmont seems like ages ago. Um, yeah, this is home. This is definitely home. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes home super quick. It really does. Yeah. What do you think makes it that way more than other places? Because other places definitely do not feel that No, way. no, for sure. I think it's a combination of the people here. Mm. It's really easy to find your people. Um, even though the city's growing so much, it's really still a town. It's just a very large town now, a very congested town. Um, coupled with just so much constantly going on. Mm-hmm. But you never feel like a number. You always feel like you can... Um, carve out a place for yourself in mm-hmm. this town and just endless opportunities. I like that. Mm-hmm. That that you're not a number. Yeah. Because, and have you experienced this? Because when I got here, I felt like people were so willing to meet you for lunch mm-hmm. or for coffee. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. People of all walks of life. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how, like, the music business is, you know, and that's how um, I have a pet sitting business in my area that I live in and I've met so many different people 
and that I've become very close with. Everyone yeah. like wants to know you. They want like just to be your friend. It's, it's a very genuine town. It is super genuine, and it's not weird of like I want to be your friend and like a creepy. <laughs> <I am your. laughs> you know, because I feel no. like sometimes it can mm-hmm. it can seem creepy, but no, no, no. I think it's, it's just inspiring. For sure. Um, and you can make Nashville like your own place mm-hmm. rather than, um, you know, move to a bigger city and yeah. um, feel like it can swallow you. That doesn't happen here. Unless you come from like a really, really teeny tiny town and this is just mega overwhelming. But I don't even ever hear of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Nashville's a very special place. And, like, did you know that you wanted to stay before? Or yes. Okay. I knew that when um, I would, when I was coming here in August for school, that would be it. Which, um, in hindsight, actually, saying it now sounds, like, more, um, like, sadder <laughs> than it actually was at the time. I think because I was going to college, that was my focus. I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm moving to Nashville. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to college. Um, so the transition was, like... You know, it was so smooth and I didn't even think anything of it. Um, And because I was coming down here in high school writing and recording and stuff and um, I don't know, I got acclimated to the city really quickly. Um, And even then I knew if I was going to be in music, I'd be here forever. So, yeah, I have no intentions of leaving. (laughs) Yeah, don't leave. No, (laughs) you too. (laughs) I don't know how I could, though. It's such an addicting place. Yeah, and, like, for music especially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, as a non-musician mm-hmm. person but a music lover, I feel that there's something so – and we were talking about this earlier, but, like, for people who come to Nashville who really want to experience what the city is really like and how people really work, mm-hmm. I think going to – like, uh, you know, writers in the round, you know, like they do at the Bluebird or mm-hmm. the Listening Room. There's a ton of places yeah. um, that do that. But I feel like that's such a good representation mm-hmm. of kind of like the vibe of the city. Oh, for sure. You know, because it's and if you don't know, it's like, you know, four songwriters or so. And they're all friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Everybody most of the can- time. Or you meet someone. Yeah. <laughs> you change your life that day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've been to so many now um a lot with you yeah um, <laughs> I always text Amanda like right before I'm going to a show hey you want to come she's like okay I'm in sweats but fine <laughs> like let's just yeah, do this do it. Um, but I think it's that's it, so encouraging to me because mm-hmm. I think people think it's so much more competitive and there's always going to be competition yeah. for whatever it's way more collaborative I think than it is competitive also, especially in, with what I do, so I'm an artist, um, artist writer. So um, I guess you could say I'm a songwriter first and foremost, but my main pursuit is an artist career. And so a lot of people that I write with are um, just songwriters, and some are artist writers as well. But um, you meet people with all different sorts of goals, you know, producers or musicians. A lot of my friends are touring musicians or whatever Mm -hmm. just there's so many um components to the music business that um that's where i think it like diffuses the competitive aspect a little bit sure like with 
you you know pay close attention to other artists that are mm-hmm. moving ahead or whatever. But I kind of feel like you're just in competition with yourself at the end of the day because if you know if you actually have a strong identity and somebody signs somebody else, want pays attention to somebody else, then they probably weren't going to pay attention to you in the first place. You know, you're not what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I really I never feel the. Um, competition that heavily actually that never weighs on me um i think it's actually way more beneficial and way more fun to just support people you know you're nashville like basically um there are all these classes so like my class of people like think of like sophomore class in high school Mm -hmm. you know we all come up together Mm -hmm. and some people have graduated and moved on to the next chapter you know Mm -hmm. um so that's what, you know, you just write with whoever, collaborate with whoever, and you're, it's inspiring. And we've talked, like, um, we've had this conversation of how some people are, just want to get to the next thing mm-hmm. so hard, or they think that getting to a certain level is going to ensure, you know, longevity or mm-hmm. whatever it is, but that embracing like where you are right now and just you know what I mean the stuff that you're learning Mm -hmm. and you're growing because like you know anything that I've done I mean even with you know when I started the podcast like part of me was like okay well if I mess up Mm -hmm. I'm messing up in front of a smaller audience than like once you get to a certain level because there's like once you're at some it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what kind of career you have or whatever if you're at a certain level, yeah, there's always this expectation and stuff, and then you're you have a whole new set of boundaries mm-hmm. and things that you're responding to for sure. But in the beginning, I mean, you can just do it because yeah, you love it, and you don't have to. Oh yeah. Now at the time, say six years ago, whatever, even when I'm nine years ago, I thought that I, um, you know, was ready for any kind of deal at the time, mm-hmm. and um, I wish that I just like had fun and just wrote and relaxed instead of always like chasing the next level. Mm. Um, and I hit a point where it did sink in that I needed to just have fun. And once that hit me, um, I wrote the best stuff that I had ever written and it completely changed my music life for sure. Um, but you're basically, if you want any kind of longevity in what you do, it's like training for a marathon at the end of the day. So if you jump in too soon, then yeah, you're going to get hurt. <laughs> it's not going to feel good. Not going to feel good. Not <laughs> at all. Oh, my gosh. I'd be, I don't know, a mess if my career took off five years ago. Three years ago. Wouldn't have been ready. I didn't know it maybe at the time, but mm-hmm. um, definitely would not have been ready. Do you think it was yourself or do you think that it was people who you saw? Um, I think a lot of it was myself. Okay. I think that it was really important for me to um, hone into my own identity as a writer. I knew what I wanted to be, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think that I was really letting myself get to that point. And once I did say, okay, you know, you don't need to be taking meetings all the time. You don't need to be trying to write with the biggest writers or even writing with, you know, some mm-hmm. of the bigger writers. Um, you need to just kind of find your people, your niche, your um, what it is you do, what it is you love. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, once you do that, it just everything clicks. Um, yeah, I mean, it just gives you more of a purpose. So in terms of that, like now, for me, if you don't have the songs, then what's the point? 
and now I know I have the songs. So mm-hmm. at least I believe I do. So um, it's easier, you know, if something were to come along, I'd be ready. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think a lot of people get so caught up in, well, what you can tell your friends or people back home or mm-hmm. whatever it is, because oh, yeah. people kind of don't understand, mm-hmm. you no. know, they think <laughs> yeah. it's, it's funny. Like I remember, um, I, t- you know, talking to people if I was, when I was living in LA and I would come home or, you know, whatever. And they're like, oh, well, you know, you should be on a commercial. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> Do you know a commercial director who's just yeah. going to give me like, whatever? Good to know. Or, yeah. You know, or they're like, oh, like, I don't know if you get this, but like advice of like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, you should, mm-hmm. you should, you know, like, mm-hmm. what do people tell you? Oh, well, the popular thing is always you should go on Idol or The Voice. Why haven't you done that? I mean, that you get like from out of towners all the time. And <laughs> I'm so sorry to anyone who has said that to me. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that you care. Um, but, yeah, it's so hard, and this is how it is in any field, but unless you're in it, you just don't have any clue of how things operate. Um, and also, getting on American Idol or The Voice <laughs> is also not easy. Cool, just, yeah, I'll just call up uh, Blake Shelton, hey, put me yeah, on the show. Yeah, like, I, I mean, that's a thing, too, where I remember um, I auditioned for a reality mm-hmm. show, um, Ooh. so glad. I didn't know that. <laughs> Which one was this? Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> so this was, um, I was called in for an audition, um, based on the sketch show that I was doing in LA at the time at Second City. And so I cannot, and honestly, I cannot remember the name of like this show, but I'd seen it. It was on Hulu. It was like a mm-hmm. Hulu original. And, oh, I think one of the guys on there I think he was Miley Cyrus's boyfriend at the time. He's like a songwriter or something. Maybe I totally messed that up, but I don't remember. (laughs) But he, I think he actually was like a true singer songwriter. But so the whole premise was like people moving to LA, pursuing Mm -hmm. their dreams and whatever. And, um, I totally just burped. I'm sorry. But um, if you hear my stomach, it's like doing crazy <laughs> things. I keep hearing it in my headphones. I'm like, shoot. This is, <laughs> it's going to be the just, background noise. It's okay. I just, this is some real stuff, people. <laughs> this is what really happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, so it was this show about people moving to LA and like pursuing their dreams. But I remember watching it and like there was a girl who was, she wanted to be an actor. Mm-hmm. She had never performed. She had never oh. been on stage. She she was taking, like, acting classes with, like, some of the top people in town. Had never read a script before. Huh. <laughs> so they're casting for, like, the next version of this. Because they're like, we need people who actually live in L.A. and who are doing stuff and whatever. But it was funny because, so I get called in for this thing and I was supposed to be like the funny sketch girl and also I just want to say like there were people who were doing like way cooler stuff than I was like I don't I I was in like one show in for second city like and it was my graduation show but there were other people who were like legit all over the you know like there's people who are like all over the place doing stuff and I'm like what the heck do they see in me 
So what don't they see in you? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I, like there, were, I was like, I don't know if I'm interested enough for this. But um, so I go to the audition, and there was three of us. It was like myself, a girl, and a guy. And we go in, and the the girl. She's one of those people, like, she was just name-dropping and whatever. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I know this, and I know that. And the casting director is, like, basically, like, can you just shut the fuck up and, like, just let me tell you whatever? So Because he, he was just trying to explain the premise and stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing is, so, like, me, the guy and I had to step outside. She auditioned. Whatever. Comes out, and the casting director was like, oh, that wasn't over fast enough. And I was like, oh, okay. So then the guy and I come in, and we're supposed to be... So I guess he's like... He's a stand-up comedian. He'd never taken improv. So, like, stand-up comedy and improv are not the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, improv is you take a suggestion, and then you create a narrative around that. Stand-up, you write your stuff, Mm -hmm. and then you perform. So I have to do this improv scene. And also, for the people who say that if you're really good at improv, you should be able to improvise with anyone... I really want them to try and improvise with this guy because it did not, it was not easy. This guy. It was like, but you, do you know, like, you know, like when you're in the middle of a train wreck and you're like, I want someone to take me out. Like, I can't take myself out right now. But because like they kept, um, they, they gave us all of these suggestions of this like ridiculous story. I think it was like, we're a couple and then we have a dog and then we're at the ice skating rink and like they were just piling <sighs> on stuff. And I was like, what? I'm it's what? It's only supposed, it's a reality TV it's only supposed to be one suggestion. What the what is happening? Because I guess they wanted to know like if we were funny and I'm oh. like, OK, but can't you maybe you should just come to my show. I don't know. <laughs> and so it was so bad. Like it was. It was so bad. So I definitely, oh, like... Oh, gosh. I don't know how you do that. Uh, did that. Like, I... Oh, my God. I could never act or pursue acting. I, it, it is... I mean, auditioning is, like, the worst. Yeah, it just sounds like pure torture. It's not fun. No, no, no. Like, I don't... The people who... And I never got to a point where I felt good about it. Mm-hmm. No matter what I was going... Like, I just... Yeah. My friend, who probably will listen to this... Um, is in musical theater in New mm-hmm. York. And she's told me several times she loves auditions. It's, like, fun. I'm like, are you insane? To me, that is just, like, the most anxiety-inducing and kind of demoralizing thing sometimes that you could possibly do. And I really, like, admire the people who like it or who yeah. – because, like, I know some people who are, like, I just look at it as, like, another opportunity. I'm like, no. I, I, I know <laughs> – I know that it is. There's an acting coach in L.A. Um, his name is Jack Plotnick. And I I sat in on a couple of his classes and he had written like this ebook, but just kind of attacking auditioning is like you don't need the job. You want the job. Mm-hmm. And like it was some good mind voodoo stuff. Yeah. It didn't really work for me. Though. Like yeah. I just there was oh, still so a thing. Hard. Where I didn't get, but yeah, I mean, and also for everyone wondering, like, I didn't get called back for that show. <laughs> it was, it was one of those things, like, at the end, I was like, thank God, this is over. I'm so sorry you oh, had to watch this. <laughs> I just want to get out of here as fast as possible. I really hope that my car wasn't towed or anything, like, oh, you know, and then the, the guy who I was auditioning with, like, he was like, oh, yeah, like, it was really nice meeting you. Like, I have a show tonight. Like, maybe I'll see you. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> like, I just, 
Never heard from that guy again. He never, he never reached out. No. 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 Goner. No. But it's not easy to get on a reality show. That's basically. No, it's not. And I think it's funny yeah. that people think it is. And now, yeah. now there's the, what is it? Music City on CMT? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My that Lyft Hills driver like was one? just talking about this the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it. I haven't. I, I haven't either. Um, no. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that it would be because, too, it's really hard even for those people. Oh, yeah. You have it. I mean, because, right, you get a deal. Mm-hmm. I know with Idol. Is that what happened? You did, I think. <laughs> on the show? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get a deal or something, but it's like, at least with the, I mean, I don't know. Well, or do they just follow them around? I don't know. Can you hear my stomach? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, back real. away. It's this real. This is all real. Oh, man. Um, but, Ooh. but yeah. No, I. Oh, yeah. No, I, um, I actually did. Uh, audition for the voice i ha- was asked to a couple years ago and when i got the email to audition i've been asked to audition for a couple different reality shows and every time or that one time in particular it was the first time i got the email and i was like upset because it's weird i reality shows are not for me um songwriting and production that mm-hmm arena that's my strong suit that's what I love um I don't really have any desire to be on a reality tv show Mm -hmm. and so um when I got the email for the voice I was like kind of devastated but then what do you do turn that down you know you have no idea so like the whole hold on I just want to I just I just want to back up for a minute because we were talking about how hard it is to like get on a reality show no but then then, you have to go through like I know it's still but but you're like I mean I've been asked been asked a couple well, of well, times. Well, that's the weird thing about reality that's shows. That's so is like, funny. Yeah. You have your open auditions, and I don't know what the percentage is right. that, of the private versus the yeah. open. But um, <laughs> I don't even know why I got asked. So, yeah, and I, then they have... <laughs> I don't even have to know, but I know why. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know why. I don't know how they, like, I don't know how they found me, whatever. So, I get asked. I do it. I actually got through, so I had to do, like, this interview, whatever. But on The Voice, this is probably, like... Stuff I'm not supposed to be sharing, but that's fine. Um, we can call it something else. <laughs> on the um, oh, yeah, apparently I'm really like I can't. <laughs> this is probably what happened in my audition. I was like, rah, rah, <laughs> oh yeah, I don't, don't, I don't ask me. Yeah, I don't. Oh no, I don't know the show. That the show. That show with the, those people the show and those chairs, whatever. Yeah. So they um, then they were like three maybe other rounds that you had to get through and I was not asked to go to LA after I had gotten through to that and I was so happy because Mm. at that point it kind of becomes a game you're like well yeah I'll see what happens but I also didn't want to be on the show I didn't want really anything to do with it yeah and so um and you know awesome for the people that do it it's just not for me um but yes so I don't know reality shows just I think it's so funny. That's always what people say. You should just go on American Idol. And you're like, oh, that's such a great, you know. Cool, yeah. Well, because people, yeah, I think they think it's so easy. And then they they probably come to town, too. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you could play anywhere. Oh, right, exactly. You could do mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you still have to put in some work. And you still have to. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. There's things that you have to... Yeah, there are things. And for me, the central piece of it is the writing. Yeah. So, um, you know, there you could be a touring act. You can, like, do nightly gigs on Broadway. There are different things that different people do. For me, the main focus is the writing and then everything going from there. Um, so that's really foreign to people. People, like, just don't understand the songwriting, the business of songwriting. Yeah, so maybe you could talk about that, too, because mm. the, you know, how how it happens, um, the, the whole process is, like, interesting, too, of, like, mm-hmm. you know, p- because it's called a write, you know, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you have, like, certain people that you're, mm-hmm. you know, you always write with whatever, and, like, it's yeah. scheduled so far in advance, mm-hmm. like, yeah, so maybe... Yeah, so, um, you can either write by yourself, which I um, do a lot as well, um, but kind of just to, as a muscle memory tool. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Nashville, uh, Nashville is known for co-writing. I mean, so is L.A., but it's different. The, their process is very different in the pop world. But in country music specifically, um, you schedule a write with people either through a publishing company or um, through friends, you know, that you've met over time, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, it could be the same people. You, like, find your people that you love to write with, that um, you have the right chemistry with, and then you just keep writing with them. <laughs> so, um, you book a write, whatever. So, say I had a write tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, like, thinking about this. It's today, Sunday, yeah. Um, they could be at, like, 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. The hours in the music biz are, like, totally different. Because you go to shows at night, everything is pushed back later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, say something starts at 10, go for three, four hours or whatever. Um, and you just sit there and hope someone has an idea. And if not, you just mess around on the guitar on the piano um and see if something comes out um a melody could lead it a hook a lyric any old thing could um lead the song mm-hmm. um could write with one person could write with two people you could write with four people you know you never know it's always different different combinations of people um sometimes you have the goal of writing for a particular artist i love I write for myself most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, there's generally a knowledge that if you're coming to write with me, it's for me. Um, so I like to have my ideas like pretty laid out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, you write. And sometimes it takes three writes to finish a song. Sometimes it takes two hours. You just never, ever know. And then once you're done with that, um, you demo the song. So someone does a um track or something or a live demo of um the song that you would pitch to somebody else or use as like a reference basically for if you ever wanted to record it um for real and that's it um the process is always different with every song every song has a story yeah um and i remember most of them like very clearly which is cool that's really cool yeah yeah cuz i think i think people um the songwriting portion is what makes Nashville so much fun for me, mm-hmm. like going out and stuff, because I love stories. And so yeah. then when you go to a round or something and then people just kind of talking about, oh, and then I was with so-and-so and I was writing mm-hmm. this and whatever, you go to enough rounds and stuff and you're like, oh, I 
know who that person is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Small then so and so's probably going to show up. Right. And probably mm-hmm. there's just. Yeah. Oh, go, yeah. Go see music that's not on Broadway, people. If oh, you're going to yeah. come. And not to, you know, mm-hmm. diss on anyone who plays on Broadway it's a totally because. It's a different thing. It's right. just. Mm-hmm. But songwriting is the heart of Nashville. It's the heart of country music. It's why I fell in love with country music. Um, everything. It's all about the song. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's just the lyrics and the melody on a guitar or keyboard or whatever instrument you want to play. And that's it. The bare bones of it. Um, and then the artist can do whatever they want with that. Um well, kind of, but, you know, <laughs> produce it however they want. Um, so, yeah, rounds are incredible. That's, you know, I've met a lot of people. So, Do you remember your first show in yeah, Nashville? <laughs> it was at Limelight. <laughs> no one performs there. Okay. So, I still have the poster. <laughs> there was a poster. There was a poster. Oh, Oh, I used amazing. to go all out. Also, when I moved to Nashville, it was very different. Um, yeah, this, why don't you explain to people yeah. a little bit, because... So, this city, and I, there are people that have been here way longer than I have, so I can't even imagine the change that they've seen, changes, but, um, so, say it was seven and a half years, say nine years ago is when I started really coming down here frequently, um, there were different venues, um, more live full band venues here that weren't on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bluebird was not what it is now. I mean, it was in terms of um, its status and, um, but not that you not, can't get a ticket. Yeah, I mean, it used to be able the- to just go whenever <laughs> at night. I mean, I don't even consider going to Bluebird. I wouldn't ever. It mm, is. Yeah, I think I told like when my mom came. Mm-hmm to visit she wanted to you know go see and I was like that'll be fun and whatever and so tickets only go on sale for certain Mm -hmm. shows it's like a week ahead or five days there's certain there's different Mm -hmm. things for different ones I got in line like you have to you log in you log into the website people (laughs) and then you're in virtual line Mm -hmm. you have no idea how many people are in line and so I think I had it up for a few hours before tickets went on sale and then when it tickets are available you enter this virtual room for the bluebird i didn't even know this is a thing yes it wasn't like this okay so oh my gosh and so it has so i already kind of knew about this and then i was like i was trying to figure out the seats and stuff and so when you're in the virtual room i was like "Uh oh like uh, i'm trying to pick this table and every table everything that i would pick it would, the page would refresh because someone had grabbed it that quickly. And I want to (laughs) say that from the time that I entered the room to when I bought my tickets, had my credit card and whatever, it was like two minutes. And it sold out. And then it's all gone. And you didn't get a C, right? We did get Oh, you did get one. I got, I finally, after the third try of trying to, because you're just clicking a bunch of different, there's only probably like... 12 or so table Tables, like it's, and then pews yeah in the bar but not like a ton of pews there's like three pews and they're also not, very very short <laughs> or, yeah yeah they're not wide but um oh yeah so yeah, that I immediately I, I know i didn't mean to like derail the whole thing no 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 it like, is it's interesting it's, it's crazy yeah. just and then there's a line out mm-hmm. the door of people who are just standby just trying to show up Hoping and someone see doesn't it show and i was up. like yeah Raina James is not going to come in here. <laughs> I will say, though. <laughs> but you never so know. So back in the day, this yeah. is how much has changed. Um, this was, I went 
somewhat often. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, it still is, but the most cathartic place to um, listen to music. That and the Ryman, I think, are two of the just most incredible music venues in the world. Um, but I was just sitting there. Now, this is a room in a strip mall, and Toby Keith was next to me. He was watching, I forgot what writer it was, big writer. Um, and he's hanging out, you know? So mm-hmm. I talked to him afterwards. I, like, love Toby Keith. This is crazy. And I was with my friend Lisa, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, stuff like that did happen. Um, now, I now it wouldn't, not, like, yeah, but, I mean, it could. I played you never Bluebird, know. like, two weeks ago. You did play yeah, the Bluebird. I did. And then... I didn't even know. And then I saw this picture. I was like, you're yeah, so... Yeah, I know, because I couldn't get anybody in. <laughs> I couldn't that even is, tell you. That is That's the, so sad. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you get one person, right? Doesn't, like, every, like, one or two people. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, like, I couldn't get anybody in. So, that, I wouldn't <laughs> even tell you what was a point and tell anybody. You don't, like, post I'd, it. You I'd just be play. up at the window. Right, just just trying to... But you know what? A group didn't show. So, there were a couple spots in the pews open. <sighs> and, um, but, I mean, it was yeah. still... But still, whatever. But it's funny because it's way more out of towners now too. It used to be maybe more like eighty or seventy percent Nashvilleians, and then you know a couple tourists. Yeah, so tourists they don't entirely know the songwriting thing, you know. So they go to Blueberry like, oh, I know this is a legendary place. Yada yada, gotta go. And they really learn about it mm-hmm. in the room that night. Um, so it definitely has a different vibe. Now, I mean, it's still as incredible as it always was, but yeah. um, definitely majority tourists now at the Bluebird. Um, but yeah, so nine years ago, whatever, um, I'd play live band shows a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, those venues don't even exist anymore; they've turned into apartments, um, which is sad. And then even a lot of an everything's an apartment here. And then a lot of um, even writers' places are really only a handful. I actually mm. really struggle with like, well, oh, where do I play? Um, so and some are popping up again and like some reopened. Twelfth and Porter was a popular, huge spot when mm-hmm. I was in college and it closed and then it reopened. I used to play there like all the time. And it was the bomb. Um but yeah, so that culture's changed. Oh, posters, first show ever. Also, you should know when Amanda and I talk, <laughs> we it's story within a story within a story. So <laughs> So if like, you hate I it, know I'm this sorry. Came. I know. I mean, I'm not sorry. But. Can you keep track? Yeah, this is like a oh gosh. This, this is, is what good. happens in real life. <laughs> it's probably worse. <laughs> yes. Oh man. So limelight. So limelight is this venue um, across the river, like right over the river. I don't even know. Um, in Nashville. Um, that is, like, more of a club. I think they get a lot of maybe even EDM, like, type stuff, dubstep. That was a thing then. Dubstep. It's not even a thing now. I don't even know. What do the kids do these days? (laughs) Don't ask me. I never knew. I still don't. (laughs) So that place, and I, someone asked me to play there, like, a local booking agent mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm so pumped. I just moved here. Like, oh my God, I got a gig. This is so exciting. My family came down. Your family <laughs> is like the best. I am like a huge fan of your whole family. <laughs> they're just awesome. Like, I, I'm i just, they're great. Oh man, they're, they're a funny <laughs> I, time. <laughs> love them. Oh man. So they like come to this limelight show and it was, I think three weeks. Yeah. About a couple weeks into being at Belmont. So he literally went. And at this point I had befriended a bunch of people on my dorm room floor. 
I knocked on like everyone's door. Yeah, you did. And I made yeah, you did. the entire floor come to my show. And like anybody that I could find, I hardly had friends at this point. I just moved. <laughs> I just like forced people. There's a group shot of like everyone that came to the show. I had posters. I put them around town. Awesome. I would make posters for like every <laughs> thing that I would do because people did that. I wasn't the right. only one. People no, no, no. Did yeah, do yeah. that. Not that it mattered. Definitely didn't draw anyone to my shows. <laughs> However, it's still like, and I have all of them. They're so sentimental. I, I like take that. pride because I worked hard on them. Yeah. I'd have them for rounds. But like I said, it was a different time. We didn't have Instagram really at the time. We, d- I, we definitely didn't. And then, um, I mean, you do Facebook, so you'd like send Facebook mm-hmm. event pages and stuff. Um, but yeah, Nashville was so different. Seven years ago. So different. So what happened at your first show? Like I did a full band set. I think it was like six songs. I had awesome musicians. And it was just fun. It was a big space <laughs> with just my floor. <laughs> Basically. And like I knew some other people. And um, my family. The bartender. <laughs> I didn't know the bartender. But. <laughs> and, um, no. Actually none of my friends could drink. So they were at the bar. <laughs> I was 17. Saving money. Yeah. 17. <laughs> I was 17. And then. Um, yeah. It was great. It was tight. I had like a guy video. <laughs> it was a big deal. Oh my gosh. And now. Oh my god i'm like oh man i have to go do a show cool <laughs> just kidding just kidding i love it but um You're yes like, just kidding just kidding <laughs> just, just kidding, kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. but then like i drove by limelight the other day i said to myself like why did i perform there like that why would i play at that place like dubstep <laughs> i think it makes a lot of sense <laughs> If you knew me, <laughs> make perfect sense. Not at all. <laughs> I, again, I don't even know if dubstep is a thing. So no, that, that's yeah. a, I know that I don't know a lot. But I, know. <laughs> I know that happened. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a thing. That's a yeah. But yeah. for sure. So was it exciting for you? Like, do you like people moving into town and like the city growing? Or because a lot of people have. Mm-hmm very different ideas about stuff and mm-hmm. you have I feel like there's two people the ones who are like I moved from a bigger place and this is smaller mm-hmm. and I actually still feel so like true. this is a small town and then people who are mm-hmm. have been here for a bit they kind of feel the same and yeah. then people who hate it mm-hmm. and they're oh, yeah. so they are so mad about so mad the traffic and you can't <laughs> see me she's holding but uh, I have air quotes because <laughs> And again, I don't live in the suburbs, so I'm not driving or whatever. Yeah, do I, I, right? But like, yeah. I'm like it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I come from a very the town I'm from um, is a small town, but the area I'm from I'm from New Haven, Connecticut area, and so the New Haven to New York corridor is one of the largest metropolitan areas like in the world. So the traffic, you want to talk about traffic, it's like living in LA basically. You know, you're sitting on a highway for hours trying to get a couple miles. I mean And and it just is what it is after a while. Like I don't I mean I I don't know. Like I even because the same. Like Mm -hmm. I grew up in a a small like modest like there's like a hundred thousand people in Vacaville but (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, 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 no, but in California, but yeah. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and it was very close to San Francisco and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved to Oakland, like, yes, there's all of that stuff, but like, I'm just used to it, right? Like, 
Yeah. Going into San Francisco, I think they also just did a thing where it was like, that's like some of the worst traffic, worst traffic. in the country. Yeah. Um, but you just deal with it. And you're just yeah, like, I mean, it what am I going to do? Right. So then when I moved get, to I mean, Nashville. Angry. Like you get angry and yeah, you yell you do. at people. It's never fun. No, but I, I mean, still, I talk to people all the time in the car. Whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I've seen it, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so do I. Let's talk about road rage. Um, so, yeah, Nashville is nothing. What I will say, though, is that the infrastructure is not made for the amount of people coming into the city. No, they got it. They that light rail that that they need something. They need, they need a, like they need a subway. Yeah, they, I don't know. They it's need horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people they need to fix the roads. Well, that <laughs> step one. Um, <laughs> maybe like pave that. I don't know. There's a lot of potholes. You want to talk about potholes? We complain about potholes at home because of snow and the ice causing potholes. Yeah, this is a different level of potholes. I mean, I just look it up. It's I, so bad. Well, also, I don't know if I told you, but when I, um, so when I was coming back from Memphis mm-hmm. last month, I, I can't remember if I told you this. And mm-hmm. if I did, I'm just going to tell you again. Um, Let's listen to you. <laughs> so um, it was raining <gasps> so hard. And so it's just a two lane, it's a two lane mm-hmm. road. It's an interstate. Like, <laughs> and you're, you're just hoping like just semi trucks on two lane roads they're just oh, weaving so in and out, bad. and it's raining. And I was like, I just, I don't care if I'm going slower than everyone else because of the potholes, because yeah. I didn't know where they were oh, coming. Yeah. So there was, I was at one point, there, there's a truck riding me mm-hmm. so hard. And I was like, please just leave me alone. <laughs> like, they're so bad. Just leave me alone. Yeah. And so there is a pothole. I'm not kidding. It was the, it was across the entire lane. Mm-hmm. And there was some portions that it wasn't completely like popped out. It was really just a hole. And I mean, you know, when you're trying to swerve, you don't necessarily know that your tire isn't going to come mm-hmm. into part of the ditch or whatever. Right. So I, I was able to get off mm-hmm. the truck left me the oh. alone. Like <laughs> they backed off. It was, there was probably eight to ten cars on the side of the road. All of their tires had been blown wow, out because they had all yeah, hit yeah. that. And there oh were state gosh. troopers out there. And I was like, thank you. Yes. I just, you know, Dodge I mean. that. And then when I drove to my mom's like a week ago or something, I was leaving town and a rock hit my windshield oh, in the exact no. spot. Oh, <laughs> And hit like a few. Anyway, my car's just gone through a bunch of stuff lately. Oh, I have. And this is like my sixth. <laughs> Front left tire on my car. It's insane <laughs> here. Oh, it's so bad. So yeah, Nashville don't know what they're doing. <laughs> this region of the country needs to get their act together. Um, but no, I actually love the influx of people. I, to me, Nashville is it's still a town. I mean, so much is coming here, and traffic can be annoying when you're. I don't know when like. You're not really moving very far, but it's to mm-hmm. me it's not that bad. Um, but I love the growth. Growth. <laughs> I just added an F into that word. Um, no, so the growth. The growth. Perfect. <laughs> I love the growth. <laughs> I don't know what accent that was. Um, I do. I think it's. I love how progressive it's becoming. Um, you know, the tech industry is coming here. It's just a lot of different types of people mm-hmm. coming to Nashville, mm-hmm. and. Um, I think that's cool. I think it's great. I embrace it. I hope that certain areas are preserved, like Music Row. Um, that concerns me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
other than that, I don't have an issue. I adore it, to be honest yeah. with you. I think it's really cool that you can drive three minutes down the road and you're in, like, a little city feel. Like, you have more high-rises and mini skyscrapers and stuff, and then you can drive right back and you're in greenery. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Everywhere in Nashville is, like, super different. Mm-hmm. Um, the bachelorette parties isn't a d- different story. <laughs> 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 Lots of bachelorette parties in Nashville. And I don't know why. <laughs> Like, no either. <laughs> also, everybody, I don't know where you're coming from, but, mo- like, it's not also super cheap to fly no. to Nashville. I was talking to my friend last week. Hey, Christy. And <laughs> she lives in New York, mm-hmm. and she was looking at flights to go to Dublin for a weekend. And, yes, New York is great yeah. to be able to get to Europe and whatever. Yeah, I'm like, wow. That's but <laughs> I'm so she, sorry, Christy. She's so ridiculous. <laughs> but so she was looking. And so I think the ticket was, like, 300 mm. for this one weekend to go to Dublin. And then she could stop in like, Iceland on the way back. And then for t- Nashville, the same weekend, mm-hmm. $550. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was basically like... Never comment. <laughs> no, we got a Dublin or Nashville. I know. I, mean, I love like, Nashville, but no. I mean, yeah. but yeah, it's the mm-hmm. I even living in like other cities. I and I used to work on Hollywood Boulevard, and I took classes there, and so I was very mm-hmm. familiar with, as I call them, the fanny packs, and <laughs> it's great, but just. <laughs> And, like, and I'm not trying to, like, shit on people, like, visiting places Mm -hmm. and whatever. Like, we're all tourists at some point. Yeah. But there's just, like, a different level sometimes Mm -hmm. of, I don't know, just the screaming and the yelling and whatever. Mm -hmm. And, like, Airbnb is, like, such a huge thing. Like, my building, I don't even care. I'm calling them out. (laughs) But, um. I saw a lockbox across the hall from you. Oh, it's just ridiculous. (laughs) Like, I haven't said, like, where I live, so, like, also nobody can, like, come murder me or anything, but, like... <laughs> I'll let you but, know. <laughs> but last weekend, there was um, some guys who were down, like, bo- like prob- on the first floor, mm-hmm. and they were, there was, they were outside, and it was 2.30 in the morning, and they're just screaming and partying, and you can just hear them, and I hear, like, a girl, she must, I mean... I think it was my neighbor, but yell from the balcony of like, yo, shut up. People live here. Yeah. Well, I don't get what they were doing. You could tell that they, I saw them get into like, what is it? Like the Uber X or whatever, oh, like the big, yeah. and they were, they looked like they were getting ready to like go out and party and then out? they came back and oh. then they were just, so they came long. back and they were just screaming. And I was like, people who really live here don't. They're not right, going to be right. screaming and doing that because no. you don't want to piss off your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I said some things to them. but um, Good for you. I would have too. I don't know that it helped anything. It I, had really to put, I just had to put my earplugs in and just shut that party down, yeah. you know? Yeah. You didn't want to go out there and join? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing makes you, like, not want to go outside more than seeing people as you drive almost every day, like, whether it's one of those... What is it? The pedal tavern. The pedal tavern. Then screaming at you, or yeah, they do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. why? Just stop well, yelling like at me. Blasting crews. <laughs> yeah, they do. They like to whistle and stuff at you, and you're like, what do you do in response? I don't know. 
Wave? <laughs> yeah, I, it is what you do. Like a smile. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what you're supposed to yeah, do? Yeah. Because I actually nice don't people do know. that. I don't do that. I'm yeah. not nice. But, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to do in situations like mm-hmm. that. Um, All I have to say is that to anyone who is visiting Nashville and uh, spends most of their time downtown... When you see um, the large amount of um, vehicles that uh, transport drunk people while they party, for example, there's like a tractor one, there's a party barge, there's the pedal tavern, all these different things. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Just know that when some girl is shaking her butt (laughs) at you, which happens to me all the time when I have to drive down there. And they're hammered, you know, like half naked on the back of a bus. That is not what defines Nashville. <laughs> yeah. It's really disturbing. It's got a little tacky. Yeah. It's a little tacky. It, it's funny, too. Like, I've I've known people who have come, like, and not to like, call anybody out, but, like, I have family members or, like, friends of family <laughs> or whatever. And, like. Will they hear this? You know, probably not. Nobody's. <laughs> no. <laughs> I almost just sprayed the microphone with my <laughs> vanilla latte. <laughs> so some real talk, probably they're not going to listen. But it's just funny because when they come, like there were some people who came last year for CMA Fest, mm-hmm. which if people don't know, CMA Fest, it's CMA Fest. Like I don't, I don't know how else to like describe it. it's. It's the country music festival. Yeah, and, and there's yeah, just it's like the Bonnaroo of it. Yes, and in the middle of Nashville, I stayed as far Bonnaroo away from everything as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was like, I just, oh yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it. But there were some family friends who came into town and they were like, oh, hope we can see you. And I was like, hey, you know, trying to meet up with them. And I was, it was like the middle of the day on Friday and they were like, oh, what are you doing? I was like, I'm at work. I mean, I can see you later. I'm like, oh, we're at the rooftop at the Hard Rock. Come <laughs> meet us. And I was like, no. No. <laughs> I don't want to. Oh, or people yeah. think too that like I've had I've had family members who like come to town and they love Broadway, mm-hmm. cool, whatever. Like I am not we're not shitting on stuff. It's just when no, you no, live no, somewhere, no. there's just places that you don't frequent as much. Correct. Well, it's like if you were to frequent Times Square if you lived in Manhattan. Yeah. No one does that. You know. Like yeah. unless you're seeing a show. Unless like Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. Um and also I think Broadway have we had this conversation that mm. it's maybe not, but like, I think it can be, it's fun when you oh, don't oh, intend. Yes, yes. For sure. It's, there have been a couple times where I've ended up there, um, for like a birthday or something and had no idea that was going to happen that night. And it could be super fun. It's, it can yeah. be, it can be, it can be really yeah. fun, but you meet so many people who are from out of town mm-hmm. and they love Nashville, which is awesome. And they're so friendly. And so then I hear people, they're like, Oh, everyone's just so friendly. Yeah, and I I'm know. like, people are right. really friendly, but you're also not talking to, to anyone who lives in Nashville. <laughs> so true. Oh yeah. Everyone comes here and comes to the South. And I think they just turn on their kindness like a little bit more because they expect it. Yeah. But really it's not that much different than like any other place. It's okay. <laughs> can we for a second can we talk about this? Because also like as you know, like my mom is from South Carolina. Like right. I've spent a lot of time in the South. I know it. Yes. I think and I'm probably gonna make some people mad. <laughs> 
I think Southern hospitality is fake. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't really <laughs> exist. It's this thing that people pretend, and I'm like, because it's funny, in California, mm-hmm. people say that people in Northern California are nicer than people in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And I've lived both, <laughs> and I... <laughs> I think people love to you, make those generalizations. They love to make like yeah. when mm-hmm. and um like talking about New York and people are like, oh, they're just so angry and they're mm-hmm. this and that and whatever. And it's like even just spending the summer that I did in New York when I was taking that writing program mm-hmm. at NYU, like there was I totally just burped, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm it was like, like this rolling. whole time I'm going. Woof. People yeah, are like, yeah. who are these girls? <laughs> dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. <laughs> I don't know if dinosaurs make these. I just noises. feel like you just have to call it out. You know what I mean? Like if someone hears it and they're like, what is that monster in the closet? Um just, you know. So <laughs> we should have just acted like it was a monster in the oh closet. Oh my gosh, yeah, we should have. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go back and by the way, guys. <laughs> Have you been hearing that noise? Have you been? Oh my gosh, that's so creepy. And ugh, next time. Next time. Um, but what the heck was I saying? Oh, New York. But like, people are always like, "Oh, they're so mean," and blah blah blah. And I'm like, actually, I think that people like because I used to go to um, Jack Stir Brew in the West Village, mm-hmm. and they don't have Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. There's only like three little tables and. People would talk to each other. People would sit at the same, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's just a table, you know, like, for only two people. And if one person's sitting there, somebody would come up and be like, hey, do you mind? Nobody minds. Mm -hmm. They don't understand that you're also walking everywhere. So it'd be the equivalent. One of my friends said this the other day, and I was like, that's exactly it. It's the equivalent of, like, you talking to someone on the street in New York Mm -hmm. is, like, here, you driving to work and someone knocking on your window. So true. And you're like, why? That's weird. And you're like, what? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Wow, who said that? That was brilliant. Yeah, I know. It's my friend Kyle. I know he doesn't listen wow. to this. So. <laughs> so my friend Kyle here, I have another friend. He not actually, yeah, they don't probably listen to this. It doesn't matter. But um, <laughs> well, they're missing out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but because he had lived there and he was like, yeah, I think it's the mm-hmm. equivalent of yeah. you walk like on your commute home or whatever. So true. See, I um, grew up up there and I have no I mean I think New Yorkers are actually awesome um I love everyone that I love from home (laughs) I think my people are great fantastic I you know I also think the southern hospitality thing is a bit of a, a joke to be honest with you now that is not to knock. We've said that a lot in this episode. I know. It's been a <laughs> lot of, like, bless your heart type stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, if one person says bless your heart to me, I'm like, you know, F You're, you. Yeah. Right. I'm like, mm You know. So, um, I don't know. I think you got nice people everywhere you go, and you got a-holes everywhere you go. And I think what you're saying, too, is, like, the mentality of, oh, well, people are nicer in the South. And... So then you go in with the expectation, like, you know, you, you get what you give. Mm -hmm. So you come and you're like, oh, oh, of course. Oh, don't worry. Oh, don't whatever. But you go somewhere else where you feel that, oh, well, they're probably going to be rude and stuff. So Mm -hmm. then you 
come with that yeah, same aggression uh, or sure. energy. Exactly, exactly. That's why everyone here, they're like, oh my God, everyone like talks to everybody. I really don't. You're just talking too, like, you know? But if you started talking to somebody in, you know, wherever, in Connecticut, in LA, I mean, they're mm-hmm. going to talk back most of the time. You might have an instance where... Someone does not want to talk to you, but that's, and that's okay, and that's fine, exactly. And you know what? <laughs> Appreciated, really. But it, that happens too in yeah. the South. Yeah, it's it's a funny. I don't know. I think it's yeah. just a funny expectation. I think it's bizarre. I've had this conversation with so many people because I really don't feel like it's a thing. I'm sure maybe in certain areas, like in like small town. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I don't picture people like just walking down the street and someone being like, hey, you want some sweet tea? You know, like that's yeah. the image of Southern hospitality yeah. that I. I get that a lot of people and I get this a lot from men more than women, but like the aggressive high mm-hmm. or like, hi, I have to, I have to, you don't have to do anything. And I, but I've experienced that wherever I've lived. Yes. You know, but so I think that yeah. would be, I'm mm-hmm. like, ugh. Yeah. I don't have, why am I waving at you? Right. right. Why? No. My dad loves to wave at everybody. Oh, yeah. My oh. mom does that too. I know. My mom will too, yeah, you know, or whatever. Yeah. She'll see yeah. her neighbor and we were like, <laughs> when I saw her a few weeks ago, we were leaving her neighborhood and she saw her neighbor pass. My mom almost came to a complete stop just to wave. <laughs> and her neighbor was like, not yeah, even. She cool. was like, mm-hmm, I see you all the time. And I was like, that was my neighbor. And you could just tell she right. was so excited. So excited. Oh, yes. So yes. excited. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The other thing I will say, too, though, is that Nashville, to me, is not a representation of the South at all. And I really have... Like, no friends from the South. It's pretty crazy. And I think you just, like, gravitate towards people, that like-minded people. Yeah. I don't know if that's a regional thing or not, but most of my friends, except for my boyfriend, <laughs> really, from mm-hmm. the coast. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody. And there's so many, like, that was one of the things, like, when I moved, when I first came up to Nashville, like, the first time, um... It was, like, with two girls who I worked with in Birmingham, and we came up for a weekend, and, excuse me. I didn't even hear it. Okay, good. Can you hear me? I can't. I'm sure they can. I'm sure they're, like, (laughs) Picking up everything. Look at that. Can be a little listen. Can they stop talking about (laughs) their burps and whatever? Can they just shut the fuck up? Um, Probably. I just want them to know that, like, we're aware. Yeah, yeah, we're sorry. (laughs) But we're not. But, um, But, yeah, when I came up, I just, I don't know, it felt like home. Oh yeah. Like it it <clears throat> it did in a way where like when I first moved to LA that was the the mm-hmm. feeling that I had and I was like, "Ooh, I I like this. I can't I cannot explain it. I can't put mm-hmm. pinpoint anything, but it felt so good." And I saw so many people like with California license oh, plates. Oh gosh, so many California. Oh, we're infiltrating. Here. We're oh, coming. Yeah. We're oh, coming yeah. in because mm-hmm. we can't live in California anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She got, well, she, I mean, everyone I, in the music business—that's like the thing. Like mm-hmm. LA is coming to Nashville. I mean, basically, I have so many friends from California. So many. I mean, like we're, majority. We're just we're coming. Yeah, you we're, are coming in hot. I, I just hope we don't destroy it. I don't think you will. That's good. A lot of people... Because a lot of people say that, and, you know, people yeah. are like... And I know that you feel this, too, with, like, just being from, like, the coast, and they're yeah. like, ow, California and New York, and, mm-hmm. you know, blah, 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 and they're, you know, like, they're going <laughs> like to ruin that. stuff, and I'm yeah. like, 
Okay, but, like, all of you jokers moved to, like, us and then raised all the rents and, I don't know, just... I'm not trying to blame people, but, like, let's just be real. Yeah. Uh, See, I think people are going (laughs) to have to calm down about... I hear the L.A. comparison all the time, and I don't think it's ever going to happen. It's just not, you know? I mean... I don't know. There's not enough space. There's like, not enough space. I, like, I guess like, it could be more like a Seattle in size, Atlanta, but... It, I feel like there's something on, like, and for the short amount of time that I've lived here, I feel like there is there is something super special about Nashville, and I feel that the people... People are so invested mm-hmm. in trying to cut things down. So, like, yeah. you know, the city... Um, I think it's by 2020 at least, but, like, they're totally cutting back on Airbnb stuff. because oh, are they? Yeah. And I, I didn't know I, that. I don't know, like, all of the parameters for it, but Nashville has um, had really embraced Airbnb, and we t- everybody who lives here talks about it all mm-hmm. the time. You either love it or you hate it. And a lot of people don't really like it because then you just have, you know, houses in your neighborhood where... Yeah. People are just kind of coming in and out. And you yeah. Don't, you don't move to a neighborhood, you know, to not know mm-hmm. who lives there. It is really sketch. So so that's a thing. So, that, I mean, I feel like the city is aware yeah, of stuff. And good. I feel like people are so. pretty pretty vocal about stuff. For sure. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I, I think so. Um, yeah. I mean... I think you nailed that. I don't really have... A no, no. I agree. You don't have to... You don't have to have... You don't have to... Have. You don't have to have a thing. Um, so you're staying here mm-hmm. forever. Um, Some weird thing happened. <laughs> but um, what are the things that you are looking forward to the most? And it doesn't necessarily have to mean like, you know, what I think what people like mm-hmm. normally think. But like, is there something within like the next three years where you're like, this is kind of where I think things are going or where yeah. I would. Well, music is my main focus right now. That's my, the center of my life. Um, so I made a record um, or like half of one uh, last few years I've been doing it. Um, and so for me, I say every day the most important thing that I could do in say the next three years is to make the best album that I could possibly make. That is a serious obsession of mine. Um, one that I take great pride in and, um, I'm already extremely proud of where it is right now. Unfortunately, most people haven't heard it. Um, and so part of what I look forward to, mm-hmm. um, experiencing, is that a real sentence? Not sure. Um, is... You can look forward to experiencing something. <laughs> that, sometimes I say something and I'm like, I don't know what that was. Anyway. <laughs> um, so I can't wait to get... I only have one song out right now. Yeah. Tell tell people. Oh, the peeps. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force you. Okay. Because it's so good. What do you want to know? <laughs> okay. So the song is called Try Telling My Heart That. Um, I wrote it with... Um, Grant Vogel, who is my boyfriend, he was not at the time, um, clearly, based on the song, and um, our dear friend Whit McKay. Um, this was like, oh my gosh, 2000, 
14 what are we 2018 oh my god so four years ago almost four years ago we wrote the song um and it was a song that started off um i had written a lot of it on the piano and it was like super dramatic Mm -hmm. i hated it so i (laughs) i had it right with wait so like like it was just like a power ballad like angsty Mm. like i was 12 writing in math class some like really depressing song okay you know and so, but I was just kind of like free writing, I think. I don't know what I was doing. And, but I loved the hook and I had a lot mm-hmm. of that hook. I had tried to tell my heart that, whatever. And so, um, I had to write with Grant and Wit the next day and I'm like, oh, they'd be perfect for this idea. So I brought it in and I showed them what I had and I said, I really want to scratch basically all of this, but there are certain things I really like. So we wrote the chorus in like, my gosh so fast that course was the easiest thing it just flew out um and that song actually took three different rights to finish Hmm. um we really struggled with the verses and how to approach the verses we had different verses but it just didn't feel um i think as beautiful and uh, yeah beautiful as we wanted it to Mm -hmm. um so grant actually threw out I started saying something, and the opening line of the song is um, standing at the bottom of these lonely skyscrapers. Skyscrapers. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, my God, yes, that's it. Like, something more just poetic. Um, and then the song just, like, finished itself. It was so easy. Um, so that song became a cornerstone for me. Mm. Um in terms of, I think, the lyrical content more than anything mm-hmm. um, moving forward of my identity. So um, just always, always loved it. Never did anything with it. Never even had a real demo. Just had a guitar vocal. And people loved it that heard that. Just always stuck that song. So um went to get in the studio, I guess, like two or three years later at this point. And um, that was, like, a no-brainer to record. Uh, So that's, like, my most country song. It is out now. I released it in the fall. um, And it was... In the fall. In the fall. (laughs) My northern just came (laughs) flying out. (laughs) I, like, walked the dog and drink coffee in the fall. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Anyway, so um, there's a music video. There is. Like um, it's super. Like it's, it's, I just want everyone to know. Like it's just super legit. <laughs> like we're all super legit. Thank you. I feel like sometimes you hear, you know, and you're just yeah. like people are probably like, whatever. And like no, it's because like I remember when you went to go film the music mm-hmm. video and all of this stuff mm-hmm. and like. Mm-hmm. Just kind of the whole process. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. a whole thing. That was, I had never done that before. So I knew um, it was kind of a big deal because I laid low for um, a couple years there. I had released EPs and stuff that I actually wiped from the interweb. Um, and I laid low for a couple years and just wrote and recorded stuff as I went. Um, kind of created my team and um, like family. And so... Yeah, I knew I was going to be on a Spotify playlist, which was a big deal because I had really, really fought hard for that and hounded this guy that was like the head honcho of Nashville now, basically. Mm-hmm. 
and he, um, his name is John Marks and he became a really big fan of my music and wanted to release this song. And so, um, Leslie Fram at CMT, who's a huge champion as well. Um, you know, a huge champion for artists in town, um, wanted me to do video and stuff. And, um, I wanted something visual for my new brand and I didn't have anything. And so I was like, you know, what? I'm going to do it. It just felt like the right time. Yeah. Um, so, but I always knew with that song, I'd always picture the video and I knew that if I was going to do it, it had to be in New York. Um, so everything you can look it up. My name is Marla. Try telling my heart. That is the song. Um, Everything was donated, which is crazy. It looks like this like wicked. But it's also that's so awesome. If like if you know that, and then now you go and watch this video because like, yeah, yeah. It looks like I paid like boatloads for this thing, which I didn't. Everything was given for free. The the um, location because of friends. So that was fantastic, and it just felt like the time to do it. and so that came out, and it was on CMT, their Artist Discovery Program, all this stuff. It's just really cool. Um, kind of launching Marla. So launching Marla. Marla. So that's a song, and I'm, you know, hoping to release one more soon, and then maybe, and definitely an EP eventually. But it's a slow process getting stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's songs that I believe in so, so, so much that I'm just trying to do it properly. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, that's, you know, that's what the next few years, it's crazy how much has changed in three years. So I am awaiting the next three. It's going to be, I don't know. I hope it's crazy. I think it's going to be good. I It better be I good. I have some, I have some feelings. Let me tell you, if it's not good. I know. <laughs> I, I, have, I have a feeling like three years, hopefully I'm not still in this closet, but I'm, <laughs> I'm I like the closet. <laughs> What's wrong with your closet? <laughs> I just, you know, I don't know. Like maybe you'll just you'll be Marla, and you'll be like, I don't come to closets. I don't do closets anymore. I'll be like, no, you have to come. You have to come. <laughs> I just also want to put out there that this closet isn't like a typical closet. It's like kind of like a laundry room and a closet. I mean, it is combined. Yeah. So we're not like yeah, sitting I'm not here. No, I'm not like, offended. Like with this our is my clothes, washer and my dryer, which is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> not offended. No, it's freaking awesome, actually. Which my closet is cool. <laughs> I know. No, like before. Yeah, before Marla came over, I was like, "Do I do this in my like living room? Do I do it in the closet?" I feel like the closet was homey. Comfortable. The call. You don't know. You don't know what Jane's doing upstairs. Jane. Hey, Jane. Hey. For those of you who swiffer. don't know, go listen to the Assumptions episode <laughs> where I talk about my upstairs neighbor because we have Jane. feelings. They have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Can I hit the ceiling with you so far? Oh my gosh, I'll go get it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like, it's been, I've been wanting oh to do that. Oh my gosh. I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm so glad that we were able to do this. I know. Me I, too. I really, really am. Like... I, I just wanted everyone to meet you. Yes. I wanted yeah. to meet everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hi, Hi Sis. Mom. They just got a cat, so. Oh. <laughs> Rocky. He's a polydactyl cat. I, th- I think I may have butchered that name. Okay, so. That sounds like a dinosaur. Well, I don't know anything so he about. Has, mm-hmm. He has thumbs. He has like five or six fingers or toes, whatever. So he has crazy hands that are like boxing gloves. So I said, you should name him Rocky. So they did. 
has thumbs. Is that normal? So, backstory. Is he like a hybrid or something? Is he like, is he a monster? (laughs) Might be. See? Well, (laughs) he, apparently they are very common in New England because, or not very common. They are prevalent, more prevalent in New England than Hmm. other areas because in the UK, back in the day, they bred them um, to be on ships that came to Boston. So, what were they doing on ships? Oh, killing mice. Oh. But they had to climb and hunt, so they had to have more whatever. <sighs> They're called Hemingway cats because Ernest Hemingway was obsessed with them. What a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just go on that tangent. <laughs> Fun fact about Rocky. People are like, what is happening? Yeah, I'm sure they are. They're if like, they're even still listening. Now. <laughs> if they're still listening. <laughs> You know they are. They're so interested They're in what's so happening. They're so interested. Um, where can everybody find you? You can go to um, MarlaOfficial.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can follow me on Instagram, Marla.music. Is that what my Instagram is? Yes. I, so. <laughs> I almost said Marla underscore, but it's not that. Um, Twitter, if you tweet, hello, it's Marla. I like that. <laughs> hello, it's Marla. Hello, it's if Marla. that was an Instagram option, I would have taken it but it wasn't instagram can be the worst of some oh of that God, stuff awful everything was taken <sighs> so um that is where you can find me um look out for music on spotify because stuff's coming just sh- bear with me it's coming it's coming go look at go find her video yeah try telling my heart <sighs> that that <laughs> i know i felt like a bird and i was like can i get the um that <laughs> But so good. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad. So <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, oh shoot, what stupid thing did I say this episode? No, you didn't say anything stupid. Um, and thank you everybody so much for tuning in. For sure, go check Marla out. Um, pop on over to. Ooh, sorry, I, I heard that burp. I hear it. Pop on over to amandapollock.com. <laughs> Let so me know messy. what you thought about the the episode, and I can't wait to be with you next week.